Welcome to part four of In Celebration of BMI, a four-part podcast miniseries commemorating the 25th anniversary of the BMI Group. From its early days to its current status as a market leader, the BMI Group has played a significant role in shaping Gibraltar's property market. In this final episode, the conversation turns to the last few years leading up to this 25-year milestone. And we hear from some of the members of the BMI team too. So, Lewis, Gibraltar is just coming through the last recession. Property market is doing well. What next? Yeah, it was doing very well, very well to the point that we actually, at the time, we continued to do market updates every year, and then was was no different. We named, if you like, a fourth tier. We'd started in in '98 with a, really a two tier market, lower end and middle end, and it was then into a lower end, middle end, high end market. And uh, we started to name a fourth tier being the, the upper high end where, you know, property sales of over a million pounds were becoming normal. Uh, whereas before, you know, 2008, um, 2010, you didn't really see that in a, in a big way. We were now seeing as normal uh, property prices over a million pounds happening and not just to international clients, but actually local clients buying too. So there wasn't that divide. And we've been lucky in Jib that we've had the affordable housing schemes that have looked after Gibraltarians. And I know there's still a lot of sort of debate on the wealthy taking over. And forgive me for saying is we're very lucky in Jeb to to really be able to provide um, affordable housing across the board. I know that it's not perfect for everyone, but generally, if you look at us as, as, as a space, we're, we're in a good space in that regard. So yeah, we then looked at that fourth tier, which was exciting for us. And that was probably 2014-15, which then led to uh, June 2016, June 23rd. I think no, no one can forget where they were. And just, if you like, that sort of incredible quick pause within a period of 24 hours where you think, where's this going to go and how is it going to um, play out? And I think the general view across the board was that it was going to play out horribly wrong and it was going to be horrific. How did it feel? So, as you say, everyone knew what they were doing, where they were, Mm. when Brexit Mm. vote came to leave the European Union. How did it feel for for you? It was horrific. I remember at the time, even before, um, saying to players in, in Gibraltar, I mean, when I say players, I mean people involved in what was going on on the Brexit vote, etc. And actually saying, you know, we've got a lot of language for remaining. Uh, and of course, 99% of Gibraltar voted to remain um, as I did. My concern was, and I, I remember voicing it saying, do we have any language in the event that this goes the other way? And that was the issue. I think everyone walked into the office the next day, and it was, if I'm not mistaken, a Friday, thinking, what do we do? We've been telling all our clients, we've been telling everybody that if we don't vote to remain and we don't remain, that it's the end of Gibraltar as we know it. Um, What do you say to a client who's going to call you? And they will call you saying, Lewis, what do you do? Particularly at a peak, particularly in in a price level where prices were doing well. And I remember we had two or three deals um, happening at the time, and they fell through, understandably. We had two or three big deals. So it was terrifying for, thankfully, a very short period of time. And I think it's one of those classic stories that Gibraltar tells consistently, that, that every time we have a hurdle, we tend to come through it. And, and I think in this situation, we did. I think the fact that everyone knew as well that it was going to take so long for a deal to happen, in fact, <laughs> we're still waiting, almost allowed Gibraltar to continue to do what it was doing and to do it well. I think the government at the time 
were phenomenal in just taking it on board. It led to communication with Madrid, something that Gibraltar hadn't seen for 300 years. I mean, the reality was that Brexit actually, as much as there were the uncertainties and continue to be the uncertainties, it actually moved the community, the financial services community, the government and the politicians to be proactive. And I think that was incredible from a confidence perspective as well, in that we were having to rethink. Almost natural for Gibraltar, uh, in that we've always had political hurdles and we've always been, if you like, with our backs up and having to react. We've had some great lawyers, great accountants, great politicians who've, under uncertain times, made the best of what we've had and actually come through hurdles in a, in a really significantly positive way. All of that, together with the lower end and middle end, would continue to do well, hold its pace, grow by a, a, a pace of around 4 to 5 6% per annum. But what actually did stop, understandably, was the fourth tier that we, we identified. Because it was understandable, and that was mainly driven by international clients, as much as they were Gibraltarians by that level. But anyone looking to park over a million pounds, which at the time was a lot of money today, actually, you know, not so much. And this is only six years ago. Or is it six years ago? Uh, yeah, seven, seven years ago. Um, it was um, it, it paused that 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 tier of the market. Um, understandably, no one was going to park a million, two million until they actually were a bit more certain. When was it that they came back? Ah, the fourth interesting. Tier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, strangely enough, dare I say it, and dare I say the words Boris Johnson? Um, but I think the UK was was in a real struggle. So whereas Gibraltar um, was holding its own very very well, um, we were still concerned of the manoeuvring power the UK had um, in that it didn't. It had a hung parliament, Theresa May couldn't really do very much. That, that was a concern. Um, and, and that fourth tier, if you like, was at a pause because, you know, that couldn't. So when Boris Johnson, like him or not, and I'm not going to get involved in the politics of that, um, came in, he came in with a strong parliament. And, and I think the UK was able at that time to show some strength um, and direction And that direction was, we're going to go for it. And I think there was an element of, of, of strength and confidence there, um, regardless of what the outcome would be. And that started to see Gibraltar, you know, continue to do well. Very shortly after that, unfortunately, we were hit again with something else, which was with COVID. And I think it goes back, it's one of those, those things, um, which I, I've mentioned before, um, Generally, what we've learned in the 25 years, certainly my 25 years, but I think if you look at Gibraltar, 50, 100, 300 years, is, but specifically, I think now, I mentioned hurdles we've come through, but specifically over the past 25 years, is where the world has been in crisis, Gibraltar has done well. Um, and, and I think we've got so many examples of exactly that. You know, you know the 2008 recession, We ended up doing well. So I think we do well because high-value clients, other people around the world um, who may be going through suffering or, or insecurities, uh, terrorist threats, you know, whatever it is, um, will look at places like Jib and think, you know, what am I doing when I can be in a place like Gibraltar, which is safe, or my money is safe, my business is safe. So we tend to do well. We've got the agreement um, to wait for. Right. So would you say that's the biggest kind of uncertain no question i think the view is that there has to be an agreement because there if there isn't it's, it's a real issue um and that's an even bigger concern 
I think it's, it's, it's when it happens, how it happens. But let's not be fooled either. I don't take the view that suddenly an agreement's going to happen and we're going to be flying again. I think that the agreement is important for Gibraltar's medium to long-term longevity, um, whilst at the same time we cannot ignore the fact that we went through a period of 18 months where the market grew by 70-80%. It's unsustainable for it to carry on. And what we're seeing at the moment, by force, if you like, is a readjustment and settling, an acceptance of this has happened, how do we deal with it? And the market has slowed down. We're going through those periods where we're advising our landlords of taking a view of reducing their prices to avoid void periods. Uh, We're talking to a lot of our clients who are just expecting property values to grow and grow all the time and saying, hey, we've done well, let's just, you know, uh, take stock. And if you want to sell, the market at the moment is certainly very price sensitive. So as much as it's concerning moving forward, it's exciting because history does tend and has tended to repeat itself a lot. When we, we talk about the past 25 years in terms of the ups and the downs, but generally Gibraltar has done well and held well. But I think this is a point in time now where um, we've got to take stock and just see how things unfold. Coming up next, we hear from some of the team members behind BMI's success. Jackie, when you joined the business in 2011, what was going on at the time? Well, at that moment in time, it was when the market was actually improving. And um, prior to that, I was working for another estate agency. Um, We had the crash in the 2008, but um, I moved on to BMI when I got the opportunity. And ever since, I have no regrets and um, it's all doing extremely well. 12 years is a long time to be working for a firm. It's our second family. I live across the road. I walk over and my second home. Sometimes it's not easy though. But we do have those good deals as well. Anne-Marie, when did you join BMI and what did you do? I joined BMI in 2015 and I am the receptionist. Jelaine and I'm the accounts person here, accounts and office manager. So Lindsay in Lettings and Sayers negotiated. Good atmosphere to work out. Yes, to be honest, yeah. I love everyone in the office. Uh, we are all like family. We do spend from nine to six all together. So it's a really good atmosphere and we enjoy a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. And we arrange to go out for drinks a lot and do the occasional lunch in the office. Um, I'm the first one to shout out for a breakfast at the office. Yeah, Lindsay's our social um, organiser. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's a really good atmosphere. Lewis is a good boss to have. He treats us all really well, always treating us out you know, for drinks and stuff. As Lindsay says, it's it's a good laugh. Yeah, Lots of serious work as well, but yeah, we enjoy it. You know, we enjoy working together. So, Gaina, you joined in... January this year. Okay, so you're new, right? I'm brand new. Uh, what do you do at BMI? Property management and AML compliance. I'm the MLRO. What's it like to work here with the team? It's very good. As you alluded, it is close-knit. Everybody's super friendly. We treat our tenants with the utmost respect, lots of communication, which keeps them happy. Lewis is obviously very well informed, very well connected. Um, I think that all contributes to the success of the business. It's nice working for a successful business because people respect you automatically being an employee working here. Yeah, it's a nice job to have. I'm very happy here. 
So that's it for In Celebration of BMI. Thank you for joining us on the journey so far. We can't wait to see what the next 25 years will bring. Keep in touch with BMI by following BMI Group on social media. This audio mini-series has been produced by Motion, Gibraltar for BMI. Find out more at motion-gi.com. Thanks for listening.